Mega. I've been doing this thing my whole life. Suffered for the art, that's why I'm so nice. I've been doing this thing my whole life. Suffered for the art, that's why I'm so nice. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast with your host, the Mississippi Superman, Jake Reeves. That's me. And with our co-host, Wes Dunham, Tyler Copeland's out today. Wes, what's up today, my brother? What's up, what's up? We uh going to jump straight into the episode today. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler 2. Did you watch any of that? No, I, I, I was able to get online and check the highlights out yeah. and see, but... Uh, I, mean, I guess the whole overall card was pretty good. I didn't see – I saw the, kind of some of the highlights. I saw the finish. Definitely not the Nick Diaz. I was. I think the fans were hoping was going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, got finished by Robbie Lawler. I think that's the first time he's ever been finished in his whole yeah. career. After a seven-year layoff, man, it's tough to come back and face Robbie yeah. Lawler, especially you're older. He didn't seem like he really wanted to fight. He didn't seem like he really wanted to come back. Yeah. He's just kind of – it's hard to have the attitude that he had about the sport in general and do well. In his pre-fight yeah. interviews, you know, he just saying like, hey, "Man, MMA's taking so much from me and never giving anything back to me." Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of. I think I've seen something where, like, hit like one of his post interviews that he, you know, he felt he had it coming because, of course, you're seven years off, you got some ring rust, and you're going in against Robbie Lawler, right? Who's never an easy fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, former world champion, banger, yeah. hard hitter, good grappler. You know, he's a monster, dude. I mean, yeah, Robbie Lawler is a beast. So yeah. I thought he was going to do better than he did, honestly. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, but they said uh, Valentina looked flawless. How did that fight end? She was. It, I think it was TKO. She won. really. And then I saw Ortega lost to. Yeah, but they said that was a hell of a fight. He really? had him. Uh, uh, Volkanovski escaped two submissions. Wow. Uh, guillotine and a triangle. And I saw both. that. Gizzing was tight. Yeah, I saw that. Man. Yeah. I don't know how he got out of that. And Ortega's face looked – I mean, it was beat down. Yeah. And then last night, there were some local fights. Uh, Hannah from here at the gym at Relentless MMA, she fought uh, Taylor Dagner out of the Brawler's Den. Um, went to a split decision. Hannah lost. Um, but it was a good fight, though. It was really close. I didn't know exactly how they were going to score that one. I was curious. Like I said, I was, I was trying to watch it on my phone, but the, the, um, the video was real spotty. So I could. I That's what everybody that tried to watch it said. Boom. Um, it was a terrible venue for having a bum knee. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here with this pretty fresh surgery, and the locker rooms were upstairs. It's kind of standing room only. There's not a lot of chairs. You know, there's just not a lot. Just not a lot going on. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of tough. And so, yeah, it was kind of, kind of sucked. Um, I'm in a lot of pain today, but okay. it was a good fight. I tell you, probably my favorite part of the fight. I haven't told you about this yet. My favorite part of the fight, I think, was we were outside warming up, and all of a sudden we hear like fight, 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 you know. And there's this big ruckus inside, so I look inside, and at the like the walkout tunnel, a fight has broken out, and um, there's this dude in the brawler's den is like jumped to this guy, and they're like stomping this dude out, and <laughs> right there in the in the thing, what apparently what happened was I don't know what to do was high on some meth or some crack or I don't know bath salts, I don't know what happened. But he fights. He gets done fighting. He asks Grady to corner him. Grady corners him. Oh, he'd already fought? He'd already fought. They're going back to the locker room. He loses, and he sucker punches Grady just out of nowhere. Just because he's upset he lost, I guess. The guy who cornered him, right? What? So he sucker punches Grady. So then Jeff Denton from the Brawler's Den 
sucker punches him, like catches him from the side. He grabs hold of Jeff and bites Jeff in the neck, breaking the skin right here. Like, look like he had a hickey kind of, like, bites the shit out of him. And then the whole team just jumped him and Dang. just stomped him out right there in the in the, in the the room. They're trying to break it up. There's, like, so many people jumping on this dude. It was it was pretty crazy. You think anybody got a video of it? Like it's on World Star or something? We got a video of it. Nice. <laughs> we didn't get him punching Grady, and we didn't get him uh, biting Jeff, which is, like, kind of the two highlights. But we got the video of them stomping him out. So Yeah, yeah it's pretty dope. That is wild. So yep. you ask the dude to corner you, you lose, and you and go back you to the punch. Yep. Hmm. That's going to be awkward. And then day. after the fight, he was like, they set me up. They set me up. I guess he thought Grady set him up to lose the fight. That's just the fight game, bro. You l- lose fights. Like, it yeah. just is what it is. Like, you took the fight. It's not the promoter's responsibility to make sure that I mean, you. It's like, a fight. It's yeah. any, any given outcome. Right. Well, they said, everybody on the card just about was debut. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, how'd they set you up? Because the dude fought at a real gym and actually trained. Hmm. Had a coach. That's not getting set up, dog. No. You just got your ass beat. You know? Dang. You just got your That's ass crazy. beat. That's crazy. There's always fights at, at fights. Isn't that wild? There's always fights at boxing matches. Yeah, especially here in Columbus. Dude, Columbus is wild. <laughs> Columbus is wild. And there's bo- like, boxing seems to be a lot more violent than MMA. Tupelo MMA fights. There's been a few fights. But I haven't seen very many fights at MMA fights. You know, the next boxing matches that come to Columbus, we should hold like a pool and be like, I think that the next fight's going to go between third and fourth round, like yeah. two minutes in. Yeah. Or just just you pick what round, or like between, and it can go between like the start of the first fight to the beginning of the second fight, beginning of the second fight, start of the third fight, yeah. and then like. Or if you make it and to the we first intermission. We all put $20 <laughs> in, in the pool as to what round you think it's going to happen in. Because it's going to happen. And then it splits between whoever, like all the people that got it right. They split the money. That's actually a pretty dope idea. Yeah, that's not bad. Because it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. And fight, boxing matches. Now, MMA fights, I don't know that I've ever seen it, a fight break out in a crowded MMA fight. But I have never been to a boxing show in Columbus where a fight didn't break out. Yeah. I don't think. Maybe the last one. But I don't, think, I don't think I've ever been to one that it didn't. Hmm. It's just a different crowd, man. Yeah, I know. They're a little more, they're a little more hood. At the boxing matches, you know they 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 get down. I remember that first boxing match they held where I was the co-main event, and the fight broke out in the ring, and then they stormed the ring. Oh yeah, Shannon Miller was in there, and he was he was beating this dude down. The dude <laughs> goes down, uh, like from a body shot. The guy's coach throws the towel in, and Shannon kicks the towel back at the coach and gets in the coach's face, and that's all it took. They was throwing chairs and storming the ring, and there was about 100 folks in that ring before you could blink an eye just fighting, trying to fight. It's crazy, man, the fight game. Yeah, and then I took Balin and Maddie out, and then I went back in. Last night I was wanting to jump in and help, but my broke out, I couldn't do shit. (laughs) Like I was sitting there like standing over by the fight, kind of inching toward it, like having this like internal dialogue, like I really want to jump in this. Are you still on crutches? No, I'm off crutches, but I mean, I can't hardly walk. And today I'm in pain just from, I bet just from, you know, being on my feet all the time. But, um, and I'm getting plantar fasciitis in my, in my foot, my hurt foot yeah. from like, I guess just from being on it again and it being wore out. I don't know. And I'm having to wear flip flops all the time because it's so hard to get tennis shoes on and off. So, um, yes, yeah, uh, it, it sucks. sucks. Yeah, it sucks pretty bad. Yep. Um, Dang. But luckily, I came off crutches this week, so no more crutches for now. That's Hopefully, good. ever for a long time. Um, no more crutches, and 
I, you know, it's a long, it's a long recovery process though. Yeah. You know, hopefully I'm going to start lifting again this week. Uh, not hopefully I'm going to start lifting again this week. Yeah. Probably tomorrow. Get back in the weight room. Uh, my therapy was going good, but tomorrow I don't know what it's going to look like because my leg's so tight so after yeah. this weekend, so after this weekend. I don't know. Have they been putting the, um, What's that thing where they shot the ten tens machine? Yeah, I've been using that. Yeah, yeah. After every after every, they put a, they wrap my leg in a thing that's like real cold and squeak compresses my leg. Did they? And they then, didn't send you home with one from surgery. Uh. Uh-uh. They sent me home with one. It was like a igloo cooler, and had a tube like two tubes that went to it in a little like a bulb. I've seen that before. And you wrap, I used wrap, to have one. And like you just that. put ice water in it and you just wrap it on your knee. Yeah, I used but to have one of those. I couldn't tell you where that thing is now. Yeah, I used to have one. You may gave it to me. There's probably so. You may, that, may been, that may have been where I got the one that I, I have. I may have. You may have, and I don't know where it's at. If if you did, I don't know that where was it's a at. Long ass time ago. Yeah, I think you. I think you did give it to me because somebody gave me mine, and that's the only one of those I've ever seen. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun night. You know, yeah. got to see Carly and Ryan who used to train here at the gym. Um, got to, uh, you know, got to coach, yeah. do my thing. You know, I don't. I don't really want to go back to lyric ever again so i've never been there like i said i just saw the what was on facebook but it looked like it was uh like a lot of standing crowd and yeah not a lot of chairs well there's not enough really room to put any chairs it's really small it's a really small once you get the box ring in there it's a really small venue and um there's no like locker rooms to speak of yeah and that that kind of sucks you know so but that's one good thing about holding them here at the trotters like in the back and there's lots of room or downstairs oh, yeah. there's yeah. lots of room for training yeah. like, and then you got those uh green rooms upstairs too that we, yep. they gave me that for my last couple my last fight like went for the they gave to the main event that was the last few yep. fights they gave the main event had their own locker room yep and that was super nice yeah that's not bad it's like if you're red corner blue corner you may just see a few few of the guys in yeah. color all right yeah I, I love the trotter man that's like one of my favorite venues yeah that's one thing about columbus that we got this is the Trotter. The Trotter is one of the bad, nicest, yeah. one of the nicest fight venues in the game. Yeah, for sure. We got the, of course. Well, nobody. I don't think there's been one held at the fairground in centuries. Uh, they had some boxing there a few years ago, but it was like unsanctioned. I think. Uh, I think it was like a little hood, <laughs> like <laughs> like a tough man thing. Kind of, I don't know. Remember old Charles? Supposedly he got pictures of him supposedly winning a fight out there. Oh man. But that's what that's one of the craziest stories of an. I don't even know if you call him an athlete or a boxer or just. I don't know what you. It's just him. a crazy damn story. Yeah. So those of y'all that don't know, there's a guy here locally in Columbus, uh, and he came into the gym one night, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a 18 and two. Is that what he said? Some, 18 some and 0? weird like that. Professional boxer, and he's wearing this like metal around his neck." Which is weird. I've never seen, and, and he's holding like a newspaper clipping that the packet had written an article about him about being like a fighter and having like so, such and such professional records. I'm like, oh shit! All right, then. Like, I guess I need if you spar with us, not I guess I need to bring my A game. You know, I'm, I'm gonna bring my A game. Like, I'm, I'm coming. You mm-hmm. know, like shit. I hope this dude, this little dude skinny, don't beat my ass in front of everybody. <laughs> so we get in the ring. And I'm just walking the dog on this dude. Like he's not good at all. And I'm just like, hold up. There's no way this dude is like no eighteen and one, eighteen and two professional boxer. Like I wouldn't be able to stay in here with him. Yeah. Boxing, you know, I beat him down. Turns out what this dude was doing was he had stolen some trophies and stuff out of Oliver Miller's gym when he was training there, 
that's how he got a lot of the stuff that he got. Uh, and then okay. you can go to the newspapers here in town, and they'll just write an article about you. And they just get all their information <laughs> from you. So they'll just write whatever you tell them. You can just be like, hey, I'm, you know, number two in the world. Yep. Sign the Golden Boy. Fire for the championship of the world. And they just write it. And they print it. With no, like, they just don't, they don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they, uh, they just, so he had these, like, newspaper articles. He was using, like, back up his stories. But nobody at the newspaper was backing up his, was, like, researching his stories. Right. So it was wild, man. And then he debuts as a professional officially the same night I debut as a professional boxer and he won in like the worst it boxing match on the planet. <laughs> like you could tell neither one of these do trained for real. Mm. It was just awful. You know, there and they're just swinging wild and crazy and he ends up beating the dude. You know what's so weird about that though is that that newspaper article had everybody in the gym thinking he was for real so people were chatting him on. and it, At the trotter? Yeah, yeah. If you like knew anything about fighting you're like man this is trash. You can watch him and be like no nah, that's not real dude. Well then um, they, they book him a second fight and he gets in there and he's fighting this good guy who's not that good like not doesn't have a good professional record but he had a couple actual mm-hmm. professional f- fights and just this dude just embarrassed him you know just yeah. dropped him cold you know, he wasn't out cold but he like dropped him and they stopped the fight and he's like i don't want to keep fighting i don't want to fight anymore but then after they he get, they get he's like oh i want to fight again now yeah like if you're a fighter you already know like once the ref has said the fight's over they're not going to restart the fight it's yeah. just this is just not how it works so yeah, old Charles, the champ, Harris, man. But he, I mean, he had he had the whole he's he has the whole he had the whole town believing it at one time. He yeah. was he was going and speaking at schools, like schools yeah. were having him come in and speak to the kids. It was very weird. And I just, I guess, those newspaper articles and stuff just had people believing it. And then I got a phone call one time from a guy named Sean Greer, who I used to train with a little bit here and there. And Sean was on the wagon for him, like. And Sean calls me and is like, "Hey, man, like." Tell me about this Charles Harris guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's full of shit. And Sean was like, really? He's like, dude, I didn't, I done brought, been riding this dude around, introducing him to people in my town. Oh, like, he went down there into that? Getting impressed, yeah. And, uh, like, Dang. helping him, like, get, you know, sponsors and stuff. And because he had lied to him. He, he, he was had, playing, folks. He was, and I think he's a little off. I think so. I think he's a little off in the head because he's not right. You talk to him, and he's not right. You know, he's a nice enough guy, but he's not right. Yeah. And uh, you can just kind of see it in his eyes or something. Like like the lights are on, but nobody's really there. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know, man. He uh, he's a weird he's a weird cat. He's a super weird cat. He used to come, and I remember he came in there and was like helping Jason get ready for that fight one time. And Jason was just walking the dog on him. I saw that. And then Wes walked the dog on him, and and I was walking like and it was just like, dude, there's no way this guy is a real professional boxer. There's no way, mm-hmm. you know, because people, if you're not, if you're watching home, like if you're or if you're listening at home, like an eighteen and two professional record in any sport is a very professional like in a combat sport is a very impressive professional record as oh, a yeah. boxer. As an MMA fighter, if you become eighteen and two, you're big news. Like yeah. that's in MMA, it's a really big thing. But like in boxing, even like eighteen and two, like you're on the cusp of like, yeah, you got a couple losses, but you're on the cusp of being like a big thing. Yeah, and you're really good. You've probably been doing it for a long time. You know, you're you're getting ready. You're fighting like on big promotions for a lot of money at that point. So I don't know, man. It's uh, it's uh, 
It was something. That was a very strange. Yeah, because that was one of the things, too, like in the paper, he had told him that he was uh, being pursued by Roy Jones, the uh, promotion or something like that. Somebody, Jones. yeah, it was Golden Boy or Roy Jones yeah, or somebody. Like, like, Damn, maybe he is kind of good, and then it's like, no. No, yeah. Mm. He was went, he went around and told everybody that. Yeah. And he would like, but then he started, like, after I had sparred with him, he started posting, like, training videos on his Facebook. Yep. And then you watch the training videos, and you're like, oh, yeah, no. Nah. Nah, fam, that ain't real. <laughs> like I can tell, I can tell you right now, that ain't real. But you know, if you're not like a, if you're not also like a, a pro, you know, yeah. and you, you're watching these videos and you don't know what you're looking at, are you watching the fight? Like I could have told you just by watching the fight that night. Either one of his yeah. fights, like, nah, he was lying. Yeah. But then, and he kind of got exposed that first night too because they announced him as an O and O pro. Yeah. Because he didn't have any sanctioned fights. I don't know. It's pretty wild to me. Yeah. Okay. That you're still able, people are still able to get away with that. Yeah, that's definitely strange how that like in the age of the internet, the fact that like newspapers that was the most don't. bizarre thing that the the newspaper didn't fact check any of it. Well, I mean, they never fact to, to my knowledge. Not necessarily fact, fact check it, it, but like I don't know. I don't know if they fact check anything like that. Right. I don't really know how you would, yeah. Yeah. I kind of it kind of I actually kind of that was one of the two things that sort of made I stop doing those newspaper advertising advertisements. Yeah. Yeah, I just I was just kind of like, man, you know, like if that's the kind of outfit y'all are running, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy any more print. Print's not really the best form of advertising anyway. I say yeah. that, and we've got friends that sell print advertising in, <laughs> you know, or at the dispatch or whatever. But I hate to say it, it's not, it's not very good. And then, um, I don't know, man, just. Well. Yeah, it was wild. It was, it was, that was a really weird situation, you know. So what'd you do this weekend? I worked. I worked Friday and Saturday night. I missed you last night a lot. I know. I'm off tonight. I'll be there. Had for to the get my own glove, blue gloves on, for my, out for myself. Had to like Dang. tell people to go get ice, put the top ice and swell on ice. I missed it, man. That's the first fight I've missed in uh, years. Yeah, I mean, I missed you, but pretty bad. I'll be there for the November ones though. Yeah, um, I'm off that weekend. Yeah, I was missing you pretty bad. I, uh, but other than I that, said to Hannah before we worked out, nothing against Dan. Dan was my boy, and he did a good job. But he just, you know, he didn't have the experience. And, and he was having a whole mitts, too, so he was having yeah. to be part of my normal job. Oh, and yeah, that's so, right, yeah. You know, because I couldn't. So it was a little different, but, yeah. you know. Mo helped out, too. But we it was it was a fun day. I, one thing, Another thing I didn't like was uh, it was same-day weigh-ins, and they had a they still had a – I was curious about that because I was looking yeah. Friday night for something on yeah. weigh-ins and I didn't see anything. Hey, we didn't do Friday. We did same-day weigh-ins at like between 12 and 2, which we got there after 2. But then they had media weigh-ins at 3, and then we had to be at the venue at 5. So between basically from 2 until the time we had to fight, we were like they had something for us to do. Damn, it's just a busy day. Yeah. And we, and we left after the uh, fighter meeting at 5. We uh-huh. went back to the hotel for an hour and a half or something. Right. And just hung out, and I took a shower, and you know we watched TV and stuff. But damn, that same day weigh-ins is tough. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know why you, I don't, I'm not really for like a same day weigh-in and a media weigh-in on the same day too. Right. Like it's one thing to do a same day weigh-in and nobody's cutting weight, but then to also do a media weigh-in at three and do a same day weigh-in. That's just a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It was it was kind of stressful, especially like then they had the media weigh-ins, this upstairs bar with no seats other than like some bar stools and stuff, and so I'm like cl- 
climbing up these stairs with my old cripple ass and then get to the lyric and I have to climb up those stairs with my cripple ass and I bet you are sore though. Yeah, it was I'm having a rough day. I'm having a rough day. And that plantar fasciitis has done flared up on me. Like that's I said, tough to deal with. Yeah. And so I'm like having plantar fasciitis on my leg that's hurt. Like at the same time that I'm having all these knee issues. So I ain't trying to be a bitch about it, but Man, you've traveled a good bit the past couple of days. You went yeah, to Decatur, went to Decatur too, and I did B-Max podcast. I watched the entire first one. I thought that was good. Did you? Um, I only got to see snippets of the second one. second one wasn't good. You didn't think so? The one where we were talking about the W. I saw That was the, the one with you and the two or three other guys? Yeah. yeah. It was a good podcast. I didn't do good on it because I didn't know anything about the material. Mm. And I told B-Max before we did it, I was like, I'll sit in, but I was like, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I watched the whole first one, and then the second one. It's about that one, flow okay. grappling. Uh, okay. The, what it was it called? The best ever? I don't remember. No, I don't the, know. Like, I just the saw the flow grappling event this weekend. I didn't know hardly anybody mm. on that competed, so I didn't really have anything to say. Talked a little bit about Diaz Lawler before the fight. Yeah. And uh, Did yeah. you know the guys that were on there with y'all? I knew B-Mac and Matt Scaff. I didn't know the other two guys. Oh, okay. So I just I knew two of them. The guy B Mac who I was sitting next to, mm-hmm. and then Matt Scaff who was like in the room next to us. Um, and then there was the other two guys who were on there. I didn't know them. Um, I mean it was fun. The first one was was I was better. That was a good one. I liked it was the, more fun. Yeah, that was cool. It was yeah. uh, laid back. I liked y'all's content, and that that green screen was pretty dope in the back. It was dope. That was pretty dope. I liked uh, I like I like doing stuff with B Mac too because I, I feel like me and him kind of. Yeah. Like I vibe off B Mac pretty well. I feel like we make pretty yeah. good content with each other. Yeah. So it was uh we had a little who's more country contest. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> who was raised more country contest actually. And then uh um we had some, Y'all weren't too far off from that though. Yeah, we, we it was it was neck and neck. Yeah. It's close. It's pretty close. Um you know, down here you, you got a lot of folks like us raised out in the boondocks and just there's a lot of country towns. There's a lot of little country nothing towns. Mississippi and Alabama both, man. North Alabama and Mississippi, there's a lot of little bitty hole-in-the-map towns mm-hmm. that just really can barely pass as towns. And folks like me and B-Mac who lived well outside of those towns, you yeah. know, we had to drive to get to those towns, a while to get to those towns. How'd y'all come up with that? To, to I don't know. We were talking time. beforehand. And uh, you just said, I bet I'm more country than you. I don't remember. We were just talking about, he said, and I think he said it. We were talking yeah. back and forth and kind of like joking back and forth about it. He was, I bet I got you. And then his wife, Lindsay, was like, let's wait and do it on the podcast. And, you know, we'll talk about it. So it, uh, that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed um, that one. I got to watch that whole one. Yeah, that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. And I, I want to go to more of a, more of that style with the, the table and all. And, yeah. That because it makes getting the video easier when you have that like little L shaped table. Yeah. Um. Instead of like when Mo comes in here and while we're sitting across from each other at the table, having a table where we're kind of facing the same way, but like and we can but we can still see each other with that L shaped table. With that, I saw on like the behind the scenes photos that like Mo and all that with that the TV that was in front of y'all, the monitor. What was that for? Like that we could see what that was what Keelan was doing on the computer, and we could see what y'all could see. Oh, like, okay. could you see like Facebook comments and yeah. stuff like that too? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty yeah. Cool. When people like comment on the live video, we could see it there on the computer, on the TV screen. Huh. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It was cool. Yep. It was, uh, it was a good time. It was good. It, uh, it, uh, hopefully will, 
I don't remember what I was going to say. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good time. And that was a tough day too, though. Like I had Mo drive me all the way to Decatur yeah. and all the way back. Was that um, like a two hour drive? Two and a half one way, and then two and a half back, so five hours. I've never been there. You never been to Decatur? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not missing a whole lot. Um, I think Tenth Planet Decatur is probably the most significant thing there, really? in my opinion. It's it's not a small town, but to me, of anything I'd want to do in Decatur, Tenth yeah. Planet Decatur is the only thing there. I would a place there I would really want to go. Hmm. Yeah, you know, people would probably say something about our town, and I think De- Decatur's bigger and has is a little more richer and has a little bit more than Columbus does. Is it? But, okay. Um, huh. it's, there's not that much to it. it's right. It's right there, kind of next to Huntsville. Okay. You yeah. know, it's kind of there in the. I've just drove through Huntsville. It's like the bear. It's very North Alabama. So, oh, you've never been to Huntsville either. I've just driven through there, headed really? like to Tennessee and stuff. Yeah. You've been. You never been to the space. Uh, really? No. Really. I've just rode by it. I went a few times as a kid. That's pretty cool. You should take your kids out there and check that out. It's been a long time since I've been out there, but the NASA Space Center there yeah. in Huntsville. There's like a museum and all that? Yeah, so, yeah. you can go and look at the rockets. And I think you can do like a kid's space camp too, can't you? Yeah, you know, kids can go out there and stay for like a week or something. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't you know if like it's a, a week. I don't know how long it is. But like a micro-astronaut? I don't think I would have wanted to do that, but it does seem like it'd be really cool. What, go to the camp or become yeah. an astronaut? Like a hope either. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool to go to space. It'd be cool to go to space like Jeff Bezos just went to space. Like, I don't have to, like, devote my entire life to nothing but going to space. Yeah. But then I just make a bunch of money and go to space. You know what I mean? Make a bunch of money and then have people, like, build me a rocket and then I just go to space. Yeah. And a dick-shaped rocket. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty dope. It would, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like, build a giant penis and shoot yourself just, into space. Yeah. I mean. I'd like to ride to space today. Yeah. I think that uh, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, I think is going to be an entrepreneur, the first person on Mars. I think these uh, these rich guys, I think they're going to revolutionize it. Man, don't it take like five years to get there though? Probably. That's. I don't uh, think they're going to go. I think they're going to be the first people to send people there. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think NASA would do it because I mean, think about it. Like NASA hasn't made any significant like sp- space exploration stuff, and I know it's been a while. It's been a huh? while since you've heard about. I've heard about anything. You know, now you got people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos who are starting to like get that ball get, rolling, getting getting it rolling, it, or they may pu- start pushing NASA. Yeah. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get really good at building the rockets and stuff, and then sell the contracts to like countries and like to like NASA, and then they build the rockets for like NASA and yeah. get like government contracts. That's how they're going to monetize it with hmm. like through like government contracts. I think is what they're trying to do. I think, yeah, like, because if you think about it, like, why does Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos really want, like, their businessmen, why do they want to go to space? Right. You know, other than just to be like, I went to freaking space. Well, one of them, one of them's already delivering to the space station, isn't it? Like, supplies, I think. I don't know, but I, I think that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that makes sense. Like, that's, I think that's the goal is to, like, monetize through government yeah. contracting, which is pretty smart, really, if you think about it. Because those government contracts are big money. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just, I mean, just a ridiculous amount of money goes into these government contracts. Yeah. You know, like government defense contracts and stuff, like a little screw for an airplane be like $10,000. Oh, yeah. It's absurd what they say. Yeah. It's insane. That's wild. That's wild how they can do that. Yeah. I mean, they jack. I'm not saying that there's not more that goes into building that little screw than a normal little screw, like at freaking Harbor Freight or Home Depot or whatever, but. You can't tell me it was anywhere near ten thousand dollars to build that screw, you know, to make that screw. Like you can't tell me. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's 
it's pretty wild. I, uh, but I think that's the goal. I think that's why they're wanting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I had, I had fun at Decatur. Backtracking a little bit. I had fun at Decatur. I had fun, uh, I had fun in Oxford this weekend, too. Kind of. Not a whole lot, but I, had, I think I had more fun in Decatur than Oxford. I guess the next, yeah, the next ones are in November, huh? Yeah. It's yeah. just Hannah on that one? As far as I know. Yeah. We got a couple guys here that are pretty close to being ready to start fighting. For Jacob's pretty close. MMA or boxing? Yeah. or MMA. Okay. If Ty would get his ground game right, I'd let Ty fight. Is Jacob wanting to wanting uh-huh. to compete? Jacob asked if he could fight on this November card. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I think he needs. I really liked him watching him both need to work a little more on the ground game. That smoker, I enjoyed watching Jacob. That was he good. was tough, man. That was a good one. He was he was tough. Old buddy came out to fight, and Jacob just absorbed a hell of shots, yeah. and then dropped him with that head kick, and then finished. You could tell him. that first round he was a. Uh, it, and that's the thing about that's the first time I've ever had to judge too. Yeah. And that, that was one thing that was weird because I kept wanting to like yell out to do things. And uh-huh, I was like, I, can't do I, was like I can't tell you say shit. I said that when I was in there reffing. But he was like, I could tell, like, he, he almost looked like he was just shadow boxing. And then after he got hit a few times, he was like, oh, I'm not shadow boxing. This yeah. is the real deal. Yeah, I need to do something. And yeah. he just come out. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty crazy fight. He, he pretty, <laughs> pretty fun to watch. That was one of my favorite fights of the, yeah, it of was the events, nice I think. And that head kick was so pretty. Framed on the face. Oh, that lead head kick. Bow. And old buddy just folded up. I probably would have stopped it. Cody, Cody was uh, wrestling, yeah. but I probably would have stopped it. Right there. But that Cody was, let it go a nice. little bit longer, and then he gave him eight count. He stood back up, and then Jacob finished it. But yeah. And when he went down the second time, Cody stopped it, which I feel like was good. Yeah. Old buddy didn't want to be there anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. You could just see it. Like, it's in that third round, which, I mean, if he'd have held on, he could have beat Jacob because that first two rounds – yeah, very easily could have went to him, you know. I mean, I didn't know how y'all were gonna score, but very easily he could have won those first two rounds if he just held on. That's was like I said. That's the first time I'd ever had to kind of judge, and I didn't. I'm not a big fan of judging. It's tough. It is hard. MMA is easier. I think it would be. Yeah, yeah. MMA is easier. Like, not always, especially when you like because we had a couple guys in there. Yeah, you know, and I was like judging your guys. Yeah, and the, but yeah, you got to be unbiased. I remember I, one of the tough I, I judged probably one of the toughest ones I've judged was um, Trey Manley and Caleb Harris and Jackson. That was a really mm-hmm. tough fight to judge. It was a stand up war and they were both landing a lot. Trey Manley was winning the longer exchanges. Caleb Harris was winning the the like longer distance exchanges and they like it was tough. Yeah. It was tough to it was tough to to judge that one. I didn't I wasn't like a hundred percent confident in my decision. You know, I gave it, yeah. I gave a twenty nine twenty eight to Harry to Caleb, and I still feel like that was right. But part of me is kind of like, dang, it could really could have went to Manly too. Yeah. So, and I think it was a split decision. Hmm. So, I mean, it was fun, but I'd rather you know be on the sideline. Yeah, cornering is in some ways easier than judging, especially if you only got a corner of one person. If you got a corner yeah. of like eight people, it'd probably be harder. But oh yeah. Cornering, cornering, at least you can be as biased as you want to be. Yeah. When you're cornering, you're, judging, you're, you're, you're doing what you want to do. You're yelling at your guy. So I don't have the voice to corner. I'd be hoarse. Yeah. Like, you got yours is significantly louder than mine. Yeah. You, and you get hoarse really easy, too. You'll, yeah. you'll get hoarse after just one fight. I know. <laughs> you got hoarse after that 38-second Ben Paris knockout. I was hoarse for two days. Yeah. For oh, that was a 38-second <laughs> fight, dog. <laughs> you know. Bruh. I was. I was bad hoarse. I bet people at work thought I had – COVID because I was like 
rasping and talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I was right. hyped, man. Even in the in the video that Mo put out there. Yeah, he uh, he was there that last night after the fights. He got there like the end. Did yeah. Um, man, that was a that was an exciting day. That's gonna be hard to get. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it down there. <laughs> just drop my phone. It's okay. I don't need a phone for to do a podcast. That's all right. I'm just better not have to fact check anything because I got my leg up on this stool, and I so I can't really get to my computer, and I can't get to my phone. So I got one. I got if one. you, if you, and it's got to be fact checked. It's on you. Yep. So, I can do it. Um, let me see here. What else? What else? I, I, uh, I was talking about Theo Vaughn. I asked Joe to be on today. He said he wouldn't do it. He's like, man, I just I can't do a podcast. And I brought up uh, Theo Vaughn and Riley Mao. Uh-huh. Have you ever listened to his podcast much? Uh- uh-uh. Just, He's got a guy. A few times. I think it's his sound and video guy, Riley Mao. I, I think is his name. And he's the worst interviewee in the world. <laughs> and Theo like insists on trying to have conversations with him. He's the one that says like one word back. Yeah, he'll say like one <laughs> word back to him. He'll be like, "So you got you got anything going on in your love life?" And he'll be like, "No." <laughs> and he just leaves it there. And then there'll be a long pause, and Theo will be like, "Okay, all right, so uh, nothing going on there. What do you? Uh, what do you? Tell me what you do on the weekends." And he'll just be like, "Nothing." Well, I wonder why he's like that. Long, I don't know. He's. I don't think he really wants to be on the podcast. I think he's just like a video guy, and like a, some people just don't. They just yeah, tense they, up and freeze up. Yeah, they just they're not good at that kind of stuff. And I remember I did an interview for WCBI one time, and I froze up really bad. Really, and it was awful. It was right after we had won the state championship in football, and they took me back and they wanted to interview me, and I was like, it was just so emotional and like. I was trying to answer their questions and I could not think of a single answer. And then, the, but they put it up mm. and then they also put up my pregame speech and it, it was the worst pregame speech I'd ever given <laughs> because like, I, like we were rushed. I didn't have time. Like everybody was getting dressed while I was doing it. And my, uh, halftime speech was pretty good, but they didn't record that. And, uh, yeah, That's how then goes. they tried to do a post fight interview and I bombed. It's weird how like, a camera like ads like you know there's no like it's just billions of eyes like it's just one camera eye but you know there's eyes on yeah. you just like oh man yeah, especially crazy. when I was in high school and just didn't have I don't know I remember my coach I told him that after I got done with football that year I was gonna make the transition to MMA I was like I'm, I'm gonna go be a fighter now and uh, my coach is like if you're gonna do MMA you better get a whole lot better at interviews cause you know you're gonna get interviewed <laughs> after every fight or whatever and uh I was like, yeah, it wasn't very good, was it? And he was like, nah, it wasn't. <laughs> so my coach is like, yeah, that sucks pretty bad, dog. Some people are meant to speak, and, you know, I just. I mean, I feel like I had sort of had that gift of gab a little bit. Not, I mean, there's definitely people that are better at it than me. No, I feel like but, you do. Like in classes, after class and stuff, when you give those pep talks, they're pretty dope. There's a lot of times that I try to give them, and I just can't. Yeah, I'm not. It's really hard to do it on the spot, too. Yeah, it's like if if you're a comedian and there's somebody just like be funny, and you're just like I I don't know, I don't it's know weird. What, what you want me to do? Yeah, I feel like humor comes like it uh, improv, like it just has to be organic. Yeah. yeah, or I can prepare it and and I can speak, but I can't like if I'm just like somebody just throws me up there. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I can do all right, but it's pretty tough. I feel like humor can like snowball too. Like if you're around a group of guys and some you start cracking jokes and all of a sudden like every ten minutes in it's just joke after joke yeah. after joke. It just like just and they're cracking jokes and you're and it's cracking just a joke. good time and it's yeah. fun. Yeah, the vibe just like on here, like the vibe of the guest or the vibe of like yeah. the room can affect me a lot. 
you know, some days we're more chill and it makes me chill. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, we're being fun, more funny and it makes me more funny. Like if we, if we start right out of the gate at like at hundred miles an hour comedy, like, yeah. I feel like it goes that way. And then my cheeks hurt when I leave here. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I just be dying. My chest will hurt from laughing so hard sometimes. And then yeah. sometimes like today, uh, excuse me. Sometimes like today it's a little more just, chill. Yeah, Laid back. Along. We're just kind of talking about things going on, you know? Yeah. we got a shallow crew today. Yeah, it's just me and you. Yep. No Mo, no Tyler. But so no video week. this week yep. and no Tyler this week. Sometimes when Tyler's gone, I, I'll I'll amp it up and be more funny. Yeah. To make up for the fact he's gone, just not it just instinctively. I don't even do it mm-hmm. on purpose. But this week it didn't happen. I'm pretty tired. We stayed up late last yeah. night. Y'all traveled a lot too. And I've been on the road a lot. And like we just got off the road, and I just stayed here and did the podcast. I haven't. But you traveled yet. a lot in the past month. Like, yeah. And I'm supposed to go to Fort Worth this weekend. Yep. But I don't think I'm gonna go. I remember you saying that. You didn't know if you was going to go. Yeah. I don't think I'm going. Balin and the kids already made plans with, you know, their in-law, my in-laws and Dane and them. But I just don't think my legs are going to hold up to that long of a drive. Being in the car hurts really bad. It's like the most painful thing, I think. That's uh, Driving is definitely painful. Because that's like an eight or nine hour drive. But like you say, you can't fly Uh because your shit's stiff. I can't can't fit inside. Yeah, that would suck. Airplanes, yeah. Maybe do a, a first class, but. And then BMAC was trying to get you to go to Cancun. To Cancun. That'd be dope. That would be, be fun. It'd be bad on one leg. <laughs> it'd be a lot more fun if I wasn't broke yeah. down, you know, it's for the combat jiu-jitsu thing going on there. That would be pretty cool. That would be fun. I would really enjoy that. Yeah. You know, get to do some training. If, if I wasn't broke, I'd get to do some training, get to do some rolling with some new people, some world-class jiu-jitsu people. Yeah. Um, you Did know. he say they're always in Mexico? I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, Cancun. I didn't either. That's pretty cool. Most of the, he said because it's just way cheaper to get – people down there and keep, like put people up for the weekend or whatever so like, I didn't know that either that's pretty dope kind of makes me cool. want to do some combat jujitsu it's pretty cool go, and go to Cancun is that the one with open slaps and yeah. stuff like that open hand strikes can you slam and stuff I don't know what the rule on that I think you can slam as much as like MMA but not in, as much as like but not I don't think you can slam like for real for real hmm. I don't know but you can slam in MMA so I don't I don't know I think I don't know. It might be like jujitsu yeah. rules. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the rule on slams are for combat jujitsu. Hmm. I would like it better if it were in a cage. I thought about doing combat jujitsu here at the gym, but doing putting it in the cage. That'd be cool. It would be cool. Just doing like a like a ten like a five to ten fights, combat jujitsu. Um, you don't have to have a commission for that. Just kind of how you ran that smoker kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I bet there's several guys from the gym that would like to do that. Yeah, I like. I'm, I would be me down to do some combat jujitsu. Since I can make me mad, though. I think I'd rather get hit with a closed <laughs> fist. Somebody, somebody slapping me, man, just it sucks. I think that pissed me off. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I think that's I why the Diaz brothers do it so much. It's like, they just like, get it's people's like, head. It's like it would get mine. I'd be, I'd be swinging, bro. Like, you ain't gonna slap me in the face. Yeah, that would suck. Like when Gordon Ryan slapped Andre Gravel, we talked about that on here, yep. and. You gotta take that ass whooping at that point, even if you know you're gonna tote the ass whooping. You gotta, you gotta tote it. You gotta just tote it like a man. You can't let somebody slap you in the face. Well, it's because like it could be a, like a lose lose. Like it's either like I just got slapped and I'm finna stand down like a punk, or yeah. I gotta go in here and. Dude, I read a thing online on the way here. It was a text conversation between these two dudes. I don't even know if it was real. I feel like it, I feel like it could be real though. And this dude was like, "Hey, I need your help. Come out here." This dude, girl I've been talking to for a while. Just got took upstairs by these two dudes, and they're like pounding her shit in, like 
They're clapping her cheeks. <laughs> Both sets. And the guy went to a party. And, and then these two dudes stole his girl, took her upstairs and ran a train on her. Damn. And uh, he was like, and his friend was like, you got to just leave. What are you doing? Just leave her. He's like, I can't. I'm a ride. Oh, she'd have been walking. Bruh. She wouldn't have been walking. Well, the mother dudes was going to do it. Take her, <laughs> yeah. take her, taking her. But, <laughs> but dude, what are you talking about? You're her ride. Like she, and, and then he like went in there and like tried to fight the two dudes and they beat his ass naked. <laughs> and he got, he got like concussed and couldn't drive home and had to leave his car there and like take the bus home. Dang. That's so many L's in one story. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I would have never even texted my buddies. Like if, if I'd have well, wanted that, his buddy to come up and fight the two dudes. I'd have just bounced. I'd have been like, yeah, me too. I'm yeah. Riding. Screw her. Forget her, dude. Like she, she yeah. just literally just did was so disrespect you to the point to go upstairs with two, not one dude, but two dudes at a party Dang. in front of you. Then you got beat up by those two dudes naked while they were naked. He didn't need to be with that chick anyway. That no, was like, that was like that was live saying. Like dude. when Kevin Gates says, "When a hoe want a hoe, you gotta let her go. Gotta let her go. You know." There's been I've had so many friends I've had to I've had to break that down to. Gotta let her go. Like, bro, when a hoe on a hoe, you gotta let her go. We made a friend of mine, I'm gonna leave this friend nameless. Um, I just mouthed the name of my friend. <laughs> uh we made the background screen on his computer, his like screensaver. It said uh it was that part of that Lil Wayne song from Six Foot, Seven Foot, where he goes, I used to be in love with a hoe named Tammy. I got my heart broke by a hoe named Tammy, but a hoe will be a hoe, so I couldn't blame Tammy. We made that his screensaver because if you get your heart broke by a hoe named Tammy, you know she's a hoe. Mm-hmm. You can't blame Tammy because a hoe will be a hoe. Yeah. You can't get mad at her. You can't be mad at her. For, you can't get mad for, at a snake for biting you. You can't get mad at a at a zebra for having stripes. You can't get mad at a bull for having horns, and you can't get mad at a hoe for being a hoe. And if you let a monkey drive your car, <laughs> listen to me now. Listen to me. If you let a monkey drive your car, and that monkey wrecks your car, you can't get mad at the monkey. You know why? Because you let him drive your car. It's just a fucking monkey, and you let him drive your car. Exactly right. That's it. That's it. And so, you know, like, Sometimes the world, the universe, just slaps you with with a with a big old piece of humble pie. Yeah, and we you, know several people that have that problem. Oh yeah, we know a few. And you know, it could happen to anybody. It could happen to any dude. Yeah, because it's a powerful thing. Men, I think, sometimes underestimate how powerful a woman can be. How powerful pussy can be. Let's just say it. Let's yeah. just put it oh, out yeah. there. Oh yeah, men, it. You can take the most brilliant man. He can be a rocket scientist. He can be a lawyer. He can be anything. And you get him a hold of the wrong piece that's just really good or whatever, and he falls in love with it, he'll do anything. Yeah, it's like a tractor beam. Yeah, there's nothing he can do. He wants, Once you let her sink her claws into you, you can't get the claws out, or it's very, very painful. And you got to just own the fact, like, I let this I let this eagle sink its claws into me. I got to deal with the claws getting ripped out, yep. or sh- this eagle just gonna keep they just effing me up, digging them claws in deeper, and it's gonna get worse and worse. 
And we've got a few friends that have had that issue. <laughs> you know, we've had a few friends that have had that issue where they get a hold of one and they just can't let it go. They just can't yeah. let it go. And I, and I feel it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not even judging. I'm really not. I'm mm-hmm. not judging because it, it could happen to anybody. It could happen to me. I'm yeah. lucky. My wife's not one, but it could happen. You know, and you got to be very careful. If you're a young man and you're listening to this and you have not had a, had a hoe break your heart yet, you haven't had one really sink her claws into you, dig them teeth in, guard it. Guard yourself, playboy, because if one gets a hold of you, Let's they can turn it. your whole world upside down in a month. Shoot, quicker than that. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about complete turn up. I'm not talking like you catch feelings in a couple of weeks, but turn, they'll have your whole world messed up in a month, like in a day, really. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll turn you upside down. They have you doing things you never thought you'd do, putting up with things you never thought you put up with. You know, they while well, meanwhile they they on a slide, you know, just changing your another dude's head and, <laughs> and you but you but you forgiving her time and time again and you know, what do you what do you do? What do you do? You can't you gotta break out of it. It's like yeah. a, it's like a uh, like a it's a spell. Yeah. Them girls put you on that spell, brother. They put you under that under that little under that little snatchy spell, <laughs> you know what I mean? And brother, you just you stuck. Yep. You got to be careful. You got to be careful yeah. out there. Nobody's out there. Nobody's out there preaching about gold digging whores, man. Nobody's preaching about this. Nobody's telling dudes. Nobody's warning fellas. Women's problems get taken seriously. I'm not saying they get solved, but when women have problems like dudes beating them and and you know things like that, and I'm not saying that our problems are as serious as their problems. All I'm saying is. Women's problems get taken seriously. People do things about them. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about a hoe putting her talons into a fella and making him look like a dumbass. You know what I mean? And dude, it happens all the time. Repeatedly. Repeatedly to the same. It'll be the same woman doing the same dude twenty, thirty times. Oh, we we know one. We know a couple. Yeah. We know a few. We know a few of them. Yep. You know, and let me tell you something, guys. That's a tough roller coaster to be That's on. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yep. I think we've all been there to some degree or another at one point in our lives. Yep. But you just you gotta get off the roller coaster. Got to. You gotta <laughs> you get got, off the roller you coaster. Jump and you, off. You're gonna wanna kill yourself <laughs> when you get off of it. I mean, it, it's bad. It's yep. rough. You get down so bad because you the, a lot of time them them hoes, they'll make you think they're the only person in the world. Oh yeah. They'll make you think there is nobody else in the world. Yep. They make you forget about your homeboys. They make you forget about your mama and your daddy. They make you forget about your brothers and your sisters. They make you forget about everybody. And then sink them talons in. They sink them talons into you, and and you're theirs. Next thing yep. you know, you dodging bags of okra, and and <laughs> you know looking at looking at, you know beating up her with her new boyfriend at her house, and you just you know you stalking her and following her to work and making oh, sure man. she is where she even after y'all break up, you be. Following around, making sure she is where she's supposed yeah. to be. Staying and, at the party when she goes upstairs with two guys. And waiting for her because you her ride. God. You know, like there's just so many things that can happen. So many things that can happen to you. And none of them are good. No. None of them are good. And these hoes, man, they, they don't care about you. No. Uh-huh. They, they, they think they do sometimes, I think. They'll tell you they do. But they don't. It's a manipulation. Absolutely. And if it's not. Sometimes I think they're not even doing it on purpose. Sometimes I think they're just stupid too. You know, they don't know what they want. They just go in a million different directions, and you yeah. know. But you just got to get off the off the roller coaster. You, you got to quit, get, quit giving them attention. Got to quit yeah. giving them things. You just got to let it go. You know, 
and it's hard. Oh yeah, it's hard. You'll, you, I mean, you'll think you're dying. I'm telling you, you'd be sitting around listening to a country song, listen to that old Hank. If I, uh, if one of your buddies texted you that scenario, would you show up? Man, I don't know. Or would you just tell him like just leave? I would I'd, tell him. I'd just say leave. just leave. Yeah, I'd tell him just leave. I'm but, not coming to help you. But if he's just up. like convinced he's gonna fight, I don't know if I could just let my dude get his ass beat by two naked guys. <laughs> But at the same time, like, that's what needs to happen. You know, like, you just got to let it go. I would try to go up there and try to talk my buddy down. Like, no, nah, like, let's leave. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's go introduce you, find you a new girl or something. You know, let's go, let's go meet somebody new for you. Yeah. Let me help you. Let me go up you. Because the only two options you can do. All right. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a young man, I feel like we need to start a young man's podcast mm. just to give young men advice on, like, because I mean, a lot of young men don't have dads and you know a lot of times you can't talk about this kind of stuff with your dad anyway right you know i wouldn't have talked about this with my dad Hell no. but there's only two things you can do at that point at the party and 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 one of them you might not be able to do one of them is you can have sex with another girl at that same party if you meet somebody there and you go upstairs with somebody at the same time and she gets done and you're like all right well i'll see you later because i just got done with her and you leave or if you can find two girls, it's even better. You know, just because she got two guys, you got to even it up. She's like, real, you know, she does her thing, you do yours. The other thing is to leave. That's the only two options you got. And your game's got to be real tight to be able to pull off the first one. Oh, yeah. Because not only are you meeting somebody for the first night that night of the party or whatever, you're also emotional, you're mad, you're, you're desperate. You know what I mean? It's going to kind of reek. And so you got to hope one of those dudes' exes are there, basically. Yeah, one of those dudes brought a girl with him or something. You know what I mean? It's the only yeah. way it's it's really going. I said, you just got to leave. That's yeah. the rule. You got to go home. You got to go home. You know, you got to leave the party. You know, be a Christian and just you know, <laughs> just leave. Leave, man. You just got to leave, and that's hard to do. Because I mean, think about how the pride. She left you sitting there yeah. to go upstairs with two guys. Think yeah. about that. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. For any guy, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I'd have trouble swallowing that pill. I'd be mad as shit. Especially if I me and her had been talking for a minute. Oh, it'd be well, even worse. It'd be one thing if I just met this girl and I was like, "Oh, okay, gross," and you just leave, whatever. I never think yeah, about. Yeah, because that'd again. be an. You'd be like, "Oh, I was saved by that one." Yeah, exactly. But you and her been talking for a minute. Oh man, bruh, bruh. If you That's leave, if you leave, are you slashing tires on the other dudes' rides or no? No, because you really can't be mad at them. That's why. Yeah, you just. I just bounce. I, I, you really can't be mad at them. You got to because according the story kind of implied the guys didn't know. Uh, okay. You know, like yeah, I just they just met her there, started talking up to her upstairs. She went upstairs with them. You know, so yeah, I say no. I say let it go with the dudes. Maybe slash her car tires if you've been talking to her. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying if anybody's tires are going to be slashed. <laughs> it should be hers you know just slash our tires I don't know man the world's a tough place I'll tell you something that I've learned um in this world it's pretty rough and if you're gonna make it you gotta be tough like a boy named Sue yep you know it's a tough place out there the yeah, world's yeah, tough man. nobody's telling nobody's telling these young kids in high school like they are just, I think we listened cause I was told the world that life was tough life was hard and yeah. I was so fucking hard about it you know what I mean? And now that I'm grown, I'm like, dang, they're right. Life is pretty damn hard. You know, you're like, damn, it's, that's yeah. true. You know? So, you know, somebody's somebody's got to tell these young cats. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it ain't gonna be the last time a girl does you dirty. Now, I've never been a good on that dirty. Yeah, I ain't been done that dirty. You know, I've been, you know, we've all been cheated on. We've all been, yeah. you know, and one thing about a girl, one thing about when a girl cheats on you too, it's more personal than when a guy cheats on a girl. Because when a guy cheats on a girl, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But when a girl cheats on a guy, girls are are like opportunistic when they're cheating I feel like girls when they have sex with another guy it's because that guy is giving them something or they perceive him being able to give her something that you can't Mm -hmm. a guy cheating on a girl just means a guy cheating on a girl it don't really mean that anything against the person he's with but as a guy she cheated on and I've been cheated on you know what I mean like but that but that thing could be anything that thing could be yeah the fact that she's just she might just be a cheater, you know what I mean? Or she might, you know, it could be anything, but yeah, like there are girls out there that are that way. But most of the time, I think it's a little more opportunistic. Like, so it's harder as a guy to swallow that pill. You're like, yeah. dang, like that sucks, you know? Like they, but you just gotta, you gotta learn how to, especially when she gets taken upstairs by two guys. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta take it right then and uh, and just realize this is this my opportunity to bounce. Yeah. And just never look back. That's, it's just that's, you can't ever look back. Yeah, ever look back. That's just life telling you, "Hey, I'm, I'm giving you a freebie here." I had a girlfriend back in the day who uh, I really don't know why she did this, but she was just like really into like I think just hurting my feelings. Like some, some girls get off on that. Yeah, like that, she would just break like, up with me every few. Whenever yeah. things would start going really well, she'd break up with me. I think you've told me about this before. Yeah, and. uh it took me years to be able to break that cycle. Yeah. Before I started realizing, and then like I started getting tired of it, and I got a little older, and was I started feeling like I had different, more options. And then she and I almost took her back one more time, and she she had me kind of considering it, mm-hmm. and then she pulled it again, and it was just kind of like, oh, all right, because she was she would always be like, I'll never do it. She yeah. did it fifteen times. And she'd always be like, I'll never do it again. I promise. I promise. Please believe me. I yeah. promise. You know, and you're like, well, maybe, maybe she really did learn this time. You yeah. know what I mean? Around like, I'm going to be honest, around like seven or eight, maybe six, I stopped really caring. Yeah. I was like, all right, who cares? You know, like, all right, we're like going to be back together in a couple of weeks. I'm just going to go out and have fun with my friends. And yeah, it's a roller coaster that, that's not going to slow down. Yeah. You just got to jump off. Because when people are crazy, they ain't gonna quit being crazy. No. Ladies, if you're at home and you're listening to this and you got a dude and he keeps doing the same things over and over again to you and you're like, oh, well, he's gonna change. He, he ain't gonna change. Mm-hmm. He's gonna keep doing the same shit. Guys the same way. Like, <laughs> toxic is toxic. Yep. You know, like, they're not gonna change. Just accept it. Yep. Accept it. Accept the fact that. But on both sides of it, like guys and girls, there's someone that just like that. It's yeah. Like, it, it's almost like it, like it might be an addiction to them. Like, yeah. You know? I, and you know what? I I was that way at one time. I kind of liked it. Like, really? it. like when I was with her, I just wanted to stay with her. Yeah. I liked that up and, because you it's like an up and down and it becomes like a, like the heartbreak almost becomes like an addiction because the yeah. ups and then the down. It's like being a drug addict, you know, like you get together and you're up and then you are heartbroken and you're down and you know. Yeah, I can see that. I've, yeah. I've, and, but then I, like I stayed single for a long time after that because I was like, man, forget this. Relationships aren't even where it's at. It ain't even worth it. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, and I didn't date anybody until my wife after that. Not really? seriously. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not seriously. Like, yeah. I, I I mean, I had girls I was talking to and stuff, but as far as like somebody that I called my girlfriend. Well, relationships can burn you, man. Man, yeah. 
Heck yeah, they can. And you know, I was real slow moving with my wife for that reason too, because I was like, man, I ain't, I just ain't really big on relationships, because they're just like that was really my only like. I had other girlfriends before that, but that was probably my. It was like kid stuff, you know. Yeah. And so, um, and like I said, I had really, and I had relationships after that too, but nothing super serious. And I was like, man, relationships just ain't it. They're just not fun. I just want to have fun. Yeah. You know. And then you know, being with my wife and having a relationship with her, that was fun. Yeah. You know, so that's, as like we stayed together longer, and it just never stopped being fun. I was like, you know, until we got married. But I still love her. But you know what I mean. But it's yeah. like the fun. You, it's it's never gonna stay fun forever. Right. And uh, you know, but it's still I still enjoy hanging out with her. She don't try to like. She's not trying to hurt me. She's not trying yeah. to like. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and put yeah. somebody that you that you're seeing should it should be that way. They're not. Yeah. They shouldn't be trying actively to hurt you. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy, man. Dudes do the same thing though. Oh yeah. You know, like I say, I'm not. I'm not saying you should never get back with somebody that you break up with. But what I am saying is, if you let a monkey drive your car, <laughs> and the monkey crashes that car. And then you give that monkey the keys to your new car after the insurance paid off your old car and you went and got a new car and you give that same monkey, the same monkey that wrecked the first car, the keys to your car, and then it wrecks that car, hmm. then you really, because sometimes you give a monkey the keys to your car, but you don't know it's a monkey. But once a monkey shows you it's a monkey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a zebra don't change its stripes. And I'm gonna I want to point out one thing before we go today. Is it weird to you that unicorns aren't real but giraffes are? Like, what's more realistic to you, a horse with a horn, or a leopard camel horse with a forty foot neck? <laughs> camel horse. That is strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to me, a unicorn is way more realistic. And that's the last point I'm gonna make. What you got before we leave today? Do you think unicorns were once real? Nope. I think that they were probably rhinoceroses. I think people probably were traveled to Africa and saw rhinoceroses. I'm like, oh my God, that's like a horse, but it has a horn. And tripping on DMT at the same time? I'm like, wow. Probably not, but maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it has some mushrooms. I don't know. Anyway, guys, thank you all so much for listening to the Man Up Podcast. Me and Wes appreciate it. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And uh, we got some changes coming you know, within the next little while. I think y'all are going to like them. We're going to try to get this podcast to more platforms. We're going to try to be putting out more video content. So uh, stay tuned, guys. I'll see you on the next episode of the Man Up Podcast. Peace. Peace.